Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. MLB Network, native St. Louis, and product of the Lindenwood University, is standing by. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know, because I used to produce for Randy Carricker. I used to be the guy on the other side of the glass that you pick the music beds that you come back from break. <laughs> that is a Randy Carricker decision. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> I'm not blaming anybody else. I'm blaming you. Hey, the, the social media, and you are not a social media guy, and I'm so proud of you, by the way, because I kind of wish I wasn't, but you, you are not. But social media is alive with clamoring for Greg Amzinger to come home as the new TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. So, will you please? <laughs> Are you asking me out? You should play my play guy the Cardinals right now? Uh, listen, Randy, I actually, all, all seriousness, I appreciate you asking me this question. My phone's been ringing off the hook about this. Um, the whole story saddens me because of what I think of Dan McLaughlin, uh, one of my mentors. I think he's an immense star in the business and breaks my heart that this is even a topic of conversation. Uh, my contract at MLB Network, it ends January 1st. And I've had a lot to think about in in the last few days. Um, but I am happy to report that I just signed on Friday a four-year contract to stay at MLB Network and continue the show that I do. I appreciate that. So I, I'm not coming home. It, it Was it something that I considered? The answer is yes. Um you know, to be the play-by-play guy of the Cardinals when you're a St. Louis guy growing up is, is, a, is a dream job. Um, it is one of the best jobs in the industry. Um, but at this stage of my life and my career, what I'm doing right now is just so special to me. It's a dream job as well. Uh, and the people I work with are like family to me. So it, 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 it's a unique gig that, to me, I get to use my my skills in a very unique way. And I'm thrilled. I love where I am. But it was humbling to hear all the Cardinal fans, you know, try to hear from me about this topic. So I'm glad we're putting it to bed. I'm staying at MLB Network for the next four years, and I am not in the running to be the play-by-play guy at the Cardinals. Well, Greg, thank you for uh, letting our listeners know that maybe now they will understand and not continue to ask <laughs> us if you are going to be the next play-by-play guy. Uh, question for you, Greg. The uh, the Braves just signed Sean Murphy to a six-year deal for $73 million. Obviously, the Cardinals signed Contreras to a five-year, $87.5. Do you think that uh, the Braves got the better deal out of that, and, and would that have been something that the Cardinals could have been uh, would have considered if, if, if it had been on the table? 
Well, first things first, it's good to be an Atlanta Brave. I mean, they lock everybody up. I mean, you're, if you work in concessions, you're getting locked up to a seven-year contract. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, you can go around the diamond. Everybody's got a, a long-term contract. So uh, eventually, hopefully, this works out the way it did for what they used to call the Cleveland Indians back in the day when they had Manny Ramirez and Omar Vizquel and they locked up all these guys, and it paid off in a big way because they became superstars. This Braves team, even though the Phillies and the Mets keep spending money, all of the baseball experts still believe they're the best team in the NL East and the best team in the National League. That's how great they are. I'm a bit – I'm trying to curb my enthusiasm for Sean Murphy, okay? Mm-hmm. I think he is a very talented young catcher, no doubt about it. But to me, Wilson Contreras – uh, has proven himself at a much higher level. He just has. Wilson Contreras' 162 averages are Hall of Fame level. I mean, they just are. And he's been doing this for quite a long time. Whereas Sean Murphy, I, I, I think he's a really good player. I, don't get me wrong. I just don't understand why the Braves felt the need that they had to do this. They had more production offensively behind the plate between Darno and Contreras, who they traded to the Brewers, than any team in baseball. And Darno was someone that pitchers love throwing to, and that wasn't the problem. Or maybe it was. I mean, I, I, they had the best bullpen uh, in the National League last year. Everything looked good. I, I don't understand why they needed to detonate what they had behind the plate. I understand why the Cardinals spent over $80 million behind the plate. A Hall of Famer retired. But I didn't understand the need to do this. They felt that it was a, a, a spot they could get better at. I just don't know. I look at this, and I don't want to bury Sean Murphy because I think he's a very talented guy. But I'm a bit hesitant and concerned. This could be a James McCann 2.0. Remember James McCann got yeah. over $40 million, had one really good year with the White Sox, and then the Mets decided just recently they paid him to go to the Orioles. They're paying the rest of the freight, so he doesn't play for them. I'm not saying it's the same thing, but to me, I wouldn't be shocked if Sean Murphy hit two twenty three with 14 home runs next year, playing every day. So um, curb your enthusiasm with the Sean Murphy deal. I don't think it puts the Braves over the top in, in any way, shape, or form. Greg, you remember the 1997 Cardinals. They came back with the exact same team, and Walt Jockety, after that team failed, he said, you know, I made a mistake because every year you need to turn things over a little bit. There's got to be a little bit of churn in the clubhouse, and that's one of the things that Mo wants to do every single year. He doesn't want to bring the same group back. Well, I have a ton of respect for Alex Anthopoulos, as do you. They aren't going to have the opportunity in Atlanta for that churn over the course of the next three or four years. I wonder how it'll work out with having essentially the same group come back year after year after year. It is really interesting that you bring that up. Uh, The fact that they have got log jams at every spot, which to me, it makes the Atlanta Braves a toy that Alex Anthopoulos has always loved playing with. What do I mean by that? A farm system. Alex Anthopoulos is usually annoyed by top 20 prospects lists and stuff like that. He's not into it. He loves trading those guys. He did it in Toronto. They were always an all-in team. He depleted their farm system when Shapiro and his group took over. I see the same thing happening here. There's just no upward mobility in the rotation, in the in the position player lineup he's got, maybe in the bullpen, maybe. But I, you're, there are log jams, man. If you're a young position player and you're an Atlanta Brave, good luck. 
Vaughn Grissom's not even 23 years old. He's going to be the shortstop there for a really long time. Ozzy Albies, mid-20s. Matt Olson locked up for years to come. Mm-hmm. Austin Riley's never leaving third. Now you got Murphy behind the plate, Harris in center field, Acuna. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I agree with you. You need that incentive to go out and make sure you earned your spot uh, on, on a team. Lars Newtbar wants to earn the right field spot for the St. Louis Cardinals. Paul, Tyler O'Neill still wants to prove himself that he's a starting everyday player. Tommy Edmond is still going to try to prove all this talk of the Cardinals. You need a shortstop. No, I'm one of the best shortstops in the National League. That's an important thing. And he gave that away by keeping everybody for a long, long time. We'll see how that works out. Hey, Greg, let's stay in the NL East and, and go up to New York. What is going on with the Mets and Carlos Correa? It's, it's an ongoing soap opera. I was on the show yesterday, MLB Tonight, and just kind of walked everyone through a timeline of the Carlos Correa saga. I remember he was drafted number one overall. I was hosting the draft. He was on the set with me. He was 17 years old. Uh, it was a bit surprising that he was number one. And then all of a sudden we saw him in the minor leagues, and we're like, well, this guy needs to be number one. He's the best talent available. And then he breaks his lower leg, um, a la Anthony Rendon. He did it twice when he played for the Rice Owls in college. And and they put a plate in his leg. Apparently, that surgery was botched. Apparently, it wasn't done properly. So they're looking at this big six foot four shortstop, and they're going down the line. This is going to be a mess. This is going to be an issue. I, I, if I'm Carlos Correa, I don't know. How, first off, we're going to get into this tonight. I, I'm hosting the show again tonight. His days as a shortstop are over. The second he opened Pandora's box and said, "I'll play third base for the Mets. I'll play third. We got Francis Lindor." I'll play third base. Once that happened, and now two teams are apprehensive to a long-term contract because of this this surgery that he had, that he hasn't missed a day since he came back from the 2014 incident. He hasn't missed a day due to this injury. But it looks so bad inside his leg that they're, they're apprehensive to sign him long-term. He's never playing shortstop again. Wherever he goes, if this falls apart and he goes to the Dodgers, if it falls apart and he goes to the Red Sox, the Red Sox will probably play him there for one year, then move him to third when they trade Devers away because they're not going to keep him. It's This, to me, means you'll never see this guy long-term be a shortstop, and he's a former Gold Glove Award winner. He entered free agency looking for his one big bite of the apple. Now he better take it no matter what apple it is. It could be a Fuji apple, a Granny Smith <laughs> apple, a Red Delicious apple. He better bite it because if he does it, he's never going to come close to getting a 10-year deal again. So the money's going to go south. He'll be, it'll be under $300 million when he finally agrees to terms. Who knows which team it's going to be with. But Carlos Correa has now been branded as slightly damaged goods, and I feel for the guy. Greg, Rich Hill is going to turn 43 in March. He made 26 starts for the Red Sox last year. Signed a one-year $8 million deal with the Pirates. To, and by the way, they'll trade him at the deadline if he does anything for him. Is that a guy that the Cardinals should have been looking at for a one-year $8 million deal? Um, no. No. I think there's a better way to allocate that money. Uh, I, I think having extra weapons in the bullpen. We saw Adam Adovino. I was actually kind of pulling for Adam Adovino to go to the Cardinals, believe Me it or too. not. Me too. I was too. I, 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 all of the talk of him you know, being someone that Buck Showalter was afraid to go to in the later stages of the season, they were real. He was struggling in, in the postseason and in the end of September. But he was used a lot. He almost threw 70 innings. He had a career year. ERA over two. K per nine almost at 11. And he only got $7.25 million a year. 
And that's really a one-year deal player option uh, for the second year. He's not going to pick that up because he's going to have another good year. Uh, he's 37 years old. I, w- I think the Cardinals can allocate $8 million for more swing and miss, which is what, you're not getting that with Rich Hill. You're getting a guy that hopefully has an ERA under four and a half. Um, that's going to give you some innings. To me, the Cardinals are in, in, in too much of a hot seat to win to have a guy like that. While he is a different look, he, Jose Quintana threw much harder than this guy is going to throw. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a unique bird to be 43 years old, entering age 43 years season is awesome. Good for him. But now I, I think the Cardinals need to keep the starters they have. I know everyone wants another starter, but at this day and age, you could, if you can find swing and miss and bring it in with no shift anymore, Go get the swing and miss if you can find it. And, Greg, I agree with you. That was brought up on social media that the Cardinals should have signed him. And here's the thing. The Pirates signed him to trade him at the deadline, just like they traded Quintana to the Cardinals last year. If if he's healthy and pitching and the Cardinals need a starter at the deadline, then they go out and get him. Yeah, but I, I just don't think Rich Hill is – I mean, his hard hit rate is, is, is towards, you know, the top in the game. It, Guys hit him hard. No, they'll also swing and miss sometimes. His, his K for nine is slightly under eight last year, which is a good year for him. He doesn't throw hard. Um, it's all about different arm angles. He's a tricking pitcher. While Quintana is, is is much more conventional and obviously was outstanding for St. Louis. I just think a lot of people look at the lefty thing, veteran thing, and they go, oh, they're similar guys. No, 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 no. Quintana, much more a number three, number two, potentially when he's right. Whereas Rich Hill at the stage of his career is at number five, and that's all you're getting. Uh, great competitor, but I don't think that's what you go get when you're in September and you're trying to win the NL Central, pull it away from the Brewers. I just don't think Rich Hill would ever be the answer. Greg Amsinger on with us on Wednesday because he's traveling on Thursday. You got a trip going. What's going on? Well, so you know me. I try to come up with the best gifts possible for Christmas. And I also love gifts that I can give other people that also benefit me. So, <laughs> well done. So, uh, I surprised my son with a golf trip. Now, my son is a really competitive junior golfer. He's 12. And I'm like, hey, buddy, this is big. We're leaving on the 29th. Happy anniversary, baby, to my wife. Uh, <laughs> she left New Orleans. So, we're going to go have a romantic dinner in New Orleans and then golf on. His, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday every morning because I love my son. I want to golf for my son. You, you know really I mean? know. You, you know how to get Erica uh, the perfect <laughs> gift, Greg. Right, exactly. I, really, it just shows my strengths of, 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 of being a great husband, an amazing father. And I'm going to grind through. I'm going to grind through, you know. But that's why I'm going uh, Thursday to New Orleans. Okay, so uh, you have to keep this in mind for the bride as well. Today is National Chocolate Candy Day. Greg Amzinger's National Chocolate Candy of choice. Ooh. This is, I, I wish I was more sophisticated. I, I genuinely do. It is a tie between Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Crunch Bars. Mm. Is that, it's very wrong. Halloween-y of me, yeah, right? But, like but, it, it, it's, <laughs> I'm not sure in any way, shape, or form. Um, I, I'm sure people expected much more sophistication. But I can. if you gave me a Crunch Bar and... A Reese's peanut butter cup, a bowl of both. Uh, I've got love handles for days. <laughs> Greg, when uh, last Easter, Michelle was doing the show with me, and I don't know if you remember, remember this, but I ate a one-pound Reese's bunny during the first hour of the show. 
According, <laughs> according to Michelle, he was really in a food coma, coma for the next two hours. She had to, she had oh, to help him. My through. head was spinning. It was not pleasant. <laughs> Michelle needed a vacation after that show. I was envisioning a chocolate ring around your mouth. You're belching constantly. And you're just like, your eyes are rolling back in your head and you're begging for milk. Please give me milk. Like, that's the most disgusting thing ever. It was delicious, oh. though. Those 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 bunnies, those chocolate bunnies, my brothers love those things. They'd be in the fridge for like six months and every once in a while my brother Rich would pull it out and like <laughs> nibble on his ear and then put it back in. And like this is the most disgusting food I've ever seen. But I'm glad you ate the entire thing in one city. Well done, Randy. Well done. And I'll tell you this. The one-pound bunny specifically, the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is the best that Reese's makes it. So if you ever get the opportunity, get the one-pound bunny and just keep it in the fridge. Yeah, it's great. You know what I love, you know what I love about Randy Character's delivery? You have no idea that he's not talking about sports. He talks about everything the same way he talks about the Cardinals lineup and who should be hitting third. You know what's amazing about the Reese's Bunny? It's got the best peanut butter to chocolate ratio. I think John Mosellock should have one in every locker. Craig, you are, and you know I, I feel this way you are the absolute best at what you do so i'm i'm thrilled for you and thrilled for america that we get to enjoy your work on mlb network for the next four years and uh, right when things happened with, with dan i texted you right away because i i would dearly love to have you back in st louis but for america's sake and the baseball fans of america's sake it's great to have you still in that chair for at least the next four years well, I really appreciate you saying that. You made a huge impact on my career, one of the mentors of my career. And, you know, when you find something good, like you know, and you've told me this many times, you know, you can't take it for granted. And I, I do not take what I have at MLB Network for granted. It's a dream job. I enjoy it every single day, including tonight, to tune into MLB Network. Once again, I'll be on with all my buddies talking about baseball like I do every night. But uh, I enjoy it, and I really appreciate those kind words, buddy. We'll be tuned in. Happy New Year, and have a great trip. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care, guys. See you, buddy. Take care. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN. Again, staying at MLB Network, uh, the Cardinals and he did have discussions, but he assigned a new four-year deal with MLB Network. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.